can't get enough of the podcast? Lucky for you, our video IQ platform on adorebeauty.com.au houses thousands of articles on skincare, makeup, hair care, and more. Plus, you can find a heap of video tutorials, ingredient spotlights, and brand breakdowns on our YouTube channel. Just click on Beauty IQ in the menu bar of the website or app or search Adore Beauty on YouTube for more beauty content. Before we begin today's episode of Beauty IQ Uncensored, we acknowledge First Nations people as the traditional owners of the lands and waters of Australia. We recognise and pay our respects to elders past, present and future whose lands were never ceded. Welcome everybody to Beauty IQ the podcast. I'm your host, Joanna Fleming. And I am your co-host, Hannah First. Hello, Hannah. Oh, hi. This episode's coming out like in a week. So the first episode of Maths already came out yesterday. I didn't watch it. I don't generally watch Maths, to be honest. I know that's quite controversial. But then I was watching the tennis and there was lots of ads for it. And there was this girl. I think the editing was to make her look like she had crazy eyes. And to be fair, when I actually watched it, she was actually so lovely and just wants to find love and was lovely. Well, I mean, the producers of that show... (laughs) really know how to make a villain, don't they? She was like this. I'm showing Joe the eyes. It was like this. And it was like the whole ad was about. So I was hooked by the ads. But anyway, she was actually, it was only one scene that she looked like that. And to be fair, she actually, I'd probably be the same if I found out that news. What was it? Hang on, spoiler alert. I want to know what it was. Oh, okay. (laughs) Okay. So the guy, Harrison, I knew something was up with him. He seemed yeah. like an F-boy for sure. But he also had this sweet side. Anyway, you, you just couldn't quite tell. And then like this obviously was set up, but a girl was at the wedding, a friend of the bride, Bronte, and she knew this girl that Harrison was dating oh. on the outside. And she was like this 20-year-old girl. So he was basically dating someone and he told that girl, like, we'll be together when I get out. Like he was kind of making a joke of maths, but Bronte, the girl, was like 100% in it for love. Okay. Like in it. So in it for love. And so she was just like devastated and he oh. said to her, like, yeah, I kind of like – met that girl and wish that, you know, it was her on the show. Anyway, it was very sad to watch. Do they then try and make it work or? I think there's drama. Well, they hooked me in for next week, let me tell you. Okay. I cannot wait for the next episode. All right, I might have to get on the bandwagon. It would be good because it comes out the day before we record. So we've like always got something to talk about pretty much. Because we never have anything to talk about. (laughs) Okay. As someone that didn't watch maths, I did really enjoy it and I cried like 10 times. Really? I've watched every season, but I was watching another show last night and I was like, oh, not really in the mood for maths tonight. It was good. I was watching Your Honor on Stan. Oh, okay. Very different. Have you watched that? No, I haven't. No. Okay. I think you might like it. Okay. Yeah. It's got Brian Cranston in it. Yep. The guy from Breaking Bad. Yep. And it's it's quite an interesting series, but I don't like the feeling of being chased So for me, my anxiety was quite high the whole. Sky high. Yeah, the whole season until I watched the last episode last night and now I'm going on to season two. So I might have to park season two for a bit and then get on maths. Yes, get on to maths. Yeah, can do. So something beauty related that happened that I wanted to Mm -hmm. discuss was Harrison, the guy that I just spoke about, he was getting ready for his wedding and he had aftershave and I I swear He sprayed it 35 times. I saw an ad for this. 
It was like he was fumigating the room. He sprayed it so many times that he started, he sneezed like three times straight after. Okay. It was ridiculous how many times he posted it. And he was spraying it literally everywhere, like on his face. It was just (laughs) way too much. There were lots of memes that have come out of this. Someone said, I always sneeze after spraying a litre of aftershave on myself. (laughs) (laughs) If I went anywhere within a kilometre of Harrison, I would have an immediate asthma attack. Thanks for the 19 sprays of cologne he just put on. And then this one, just fill the bath with the aftershave next time, Harrison. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I definitely think we have a villain in Harrison. Yes, I think so. They've set him up for sure. I don't think he's on there for the right reasons. I'm just going to put it out there. Is anyone Is anyone on the show for the right reasons? Well, the two girls last night, oh, my God, the other couple were adorbs, like absolutely, okay, definitely. The guy had never had a girlfriend before. She actually had cystic fibrosis and they seemed really genuine and really wanted to find love and didn't yeah it, okay. I, that's i cried nonstop oh, that's good. cried nonstop like literally could not stop myself so it was a really good episode okay all right i'm going to watch it <laughs> okay anyway what is on today's episode joe so on today's episode we're actually discussing a tiktok that i saw last week it just made me cringe so much that i felt we had to do a cringy comedy around it and talk about this TikTok and share it with you. We've asked the creator if we can share this TikTok and she's more than happy for us too. So you're going to listen to it. We're going to talk about it. Yep. And then we're chatting to Michelle Wong about skincare school, which has just come out with season two. And of course, our products we didn't know we needed. So this TikTok is by Carla Freeman Comedy, if you want to find her on TikTok. And just a warning, there obviously is poo involved. Okay. Okay. (laughs) It's actually quite triggering for me, and I use that term without any irony. I'm debating whether to share this story with you or whether... How do you know what's too much to share and what's... Okay, well, now I've got to say it. So let me set the scene. So I'm 18, and I've just started going out with this lovely boy. Let's call him... Let's call him Jim. And he invites me back to his house for the first time uh, to have dinner with his whole family. As I came up with that name, I realised that actually Jim's family and probably Jim follow me on here, which, um, which is great. So I'm in Jim's house for the first time. It's a lovely little bungalow. There's uh, Jim, his mum and dad, his older brother, his older brother's girlfriend, um, Uh, all all in the same house because we're all going to have this special dinner together. So we're all in the kitchen, we're all chatting away. I am being delightful because I'm in full on, I'm the new girlfriend, please love me mode. Then suddenly out of nowhere, my stomach grumbles and I'm like, ah, I I need to go to the toilet. I've not got the shits or anything, but I just, I need to go for a poo. So I ask where the toilet is and it's right next door, right next to the kitchen. So I go in and I'm very aware that I'm still quite close to them. So I take some toilet roll off and I put it down the loo so that when I go for my business, it will Mm. soften the blow. So I've gone to the loo, I flushed, I'm washing my hands and then out of the corner of my eye to my absolute horror, I see the water rising in the toilet. It's coming right up to the brim and bringing my poo with it. I flush it again. And this time, Never it fills again. up even more. And the poo has now <laughs> broken up into 
chunks. Sorry if you're eating. I'm obviously sweating profusely at this point and wondering whether I can fit out the window. It's on my fourth or fifth attempt at flushing the toilet that Jim knocks on the door to ask if I'm okay. And I'm like, yes, yeah, absolutely fine. No, no, don't come in. No, no, everything's fine. Some more time passes, probably about two minutes, but it feels like seven days. He knocks again and I'm just like, look, bearing in mind, I've been going out with him for eight days, eight days. And I'm like, look, I'm so sorry, but I, I can't flush your toilet. Don't look. I cannot flush your toilet. <laughs> he then goes, Dad, <laughs> Carla's blocked the toilet. It gets worse. His dad comes in, sleeves rolled up with a Sainsbury's bag round his hand and goes, don't worry, it's a dodgy flush. Gets on his knees and pushes my poo round the U-bend. This is whilst I'm still in the bathroom. Jim's still in the bathroom. Eight days. Did I mention I'd be going out with him for eight days? And Jim's entire family are also watching. He then finishes, <laughs> takes the bag off his arm, stands up and announces, Core, that was a big one. Oh. <laughs> then we went next door and had to eat roast dinner all together. Oh, my God. That would be enough for me never to try to do a poo in anyone else's house ever again. Well, I've got to say that I, in one of the villas that we stayed in, in Kosamui, the poos wouldn't flush. Oh, no. It was very temperamental. So, no. so same thing, the water would come up and the poo wouldn't go all the way down. And so it happened like three or four times while we were staying there. And no. I never really learned, but I like, as in like, I just thought we called the we told the reception they had someone come and fix it. And then I thought, oh, great, it's fixed now. Wait, so someone came and fixed it while your poo was still in there? I tried to get it down as much as I could. With what? Like you'd flush it and like wait and the water would drain back. Okay. And then you'd flush it again and then a bit more would, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't like <laughs> a poo was in the toilet, but like it definitely was like stuck in the U-bit. Like it, you could tell it wasn't going all the way down. It, it was stuck. Yeah, okay. But, but it wasn't sitting there like in the toilet bowl. So, okay. yes. Like an entire food. Yeah. This is when your relationship goes to the next level. So we'd have to go tell reception. They'd come and get it fixed while we were out. And then you'd be like, oh, it's fixed now. And then you'd do it again. And then I highly recommend this hotel, by the way. And then you would like do it again. And then it wouldn't happen again. So it happened like four times probably. They need to fix their toilets. Well, it's Thailand. So we ended up, yeah. I was too scared by the end to go in the toilet. So I'd go to like reception I would be, yeah. and go there instead. So I do understand, but obviously it did sort of go down, whereas this is like it's stuck and he had to like put his hand in with the bag on it. What, how's that going to work? Dan, does he need a plunger and like to fix the toilet? Well, he obviously just went in with his hand and went, no, nah, I'm just going to push down oh, with his hand in the, in the bag while everyone gosh. was watching and then they had to sit there and eat dinner together. <laughs> oh, my God. That would actually be at that age. Now she doesn't go on to say whether – they continued to date after that. She doesn't elaborate on whether that was like, you know, the time that they parted ways or whether they continued to see each other. But she did say that he probably follows her on TikTok and so did his family. So I guess if they're not together now, then I suppose they ended on good terms. That's such a tricky age because at, at that age, like even in your 30s, that happening is awful and so embarrassing but at 18 it triggered my fight or flight <laughs> like, 
thinking about all the times, like when we used to go on dates and stuff and you'd be freaking out, like, where am I going to poo? And what is the poo situation mm, here? Like, you have to hold it in. Am I going to be able to go in the toilet of their house? Like, what's the layout of their house? I almost would go to the point of searching their house on real estate so that I could see. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> to have a look at the layout. That's yeah. next level. And I'd do that with hotels as well. Like I would never book a hotel that had a glass bathroom. But you and your boyfriend are comfortable enough now that you don't need to find. Yes, exactly. But early days of dating, eight days in, no. It's probably taken me no. a year now to actually tell him if Same. we're upstairs, I'll say I'm gonna I need to go and do a poo now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I still probably wouldn't want his dad putting a bag on his arm and putting my poo down the toilet, though, if I'm being honest with you. <laughs> no, I don't think at any age that actually feels okay. No. <laughs> Even my own dad. I wouldn't want my own dad to do no. that. No. <laughs> or anyone I know, actually. Well, we thank Carla Freeman for sharing that on TikTok and also allowing us to share it on this podcast. If you have a mortifying story like this, please do share it with us on the Facebook group. We are all ears on the Facebook group and we're very much down for a cringy story. So don't be afraid to share on there. It's a safe space, I promise. One of our favourite scientists joins us from our Skincare School podcast, which has just launched season two. Welcome back to the podcast, Dr. Michelle Wong. Pleasure to have you as always. Lovely to be back talking to you too. Well, I was on the journey of producing season two of Skincare School and had lots of conversations around the content that was going to be in that season. And I actually really enjoyed listening to the recordings back. I was like, oh, I'm learning something here. So I really would recommend going back and listening to season one if you haven't already. But Michelle, for anyone that hasn't listened to Skincare School before or they aren't familiar with your content that you produce, can you tell us a little bit about your background and why you're so qualified to be hosting a podcast called Skincare School? Yeah, so hi, I am Dr. Michelle Wong. I'm also known as Lab Muffin Beauty Science. So I started a blog about the science behind beauty products back in 2011. So I'm a dinosaur in internet use. <laughs> Did Instagram even exist in 2011? No, it was a very different <laughs> world. There was Facebook though. Wow. Yeah. That's actually part of my origin story. I was in a lot of mm. Facebook groups where I was like the default scientist kind of answering questions. And then I was like, yeah. I'm answering the same question five times. I may as well turn it into a blog. That turned into a, like social media, Instagram, TikTok, and also a YouTube channel. So I did a PhD in medicinal and supramolecular chemistry, which I graduated from in 2013. So that's a lot of thinking about how things interact with the body and also how things interact with each other. So how ingredients might interact with each other. And then I worked in science education for a while, and I also did a diploma of cosmetic formulation in 2021. So yeah, I just have been talking about the science behind beauty products for a really long time. And so with Skincare School, how is this season different from season one? So it's obviously still the same duo of me and Amy. And season one was really all about the basics. So we talked about things like skin types, how to start a routine, different types of products and like really common active ingredients and skin concerns. 
But skincare is like a rabbit hole. So season one Mm. wasn't really enough and we kept getting more and more questions. So season two is with more advanced topics that people have been asking about on social media and in like the door beauty groups. And we're also answering listener questions. So we'll have an episode dedicated to just answering questions. So it's more advanced topics. It's more stuff that you realize after you start using skincare and you start getting really curious about after you've got your basics in place and you realize maybe I want to go further. That first season, you were right, was like the basics and it was really in-depth. So if anyone is new to skincare, I doubt our listeners right now are super new to skincare at this point. I was going to say, I reckon it's a really good podcast to suggest to someone that doesn't know anything about skincare. So if you've got a friend in your group that's like, oh, what should I be using? Send them to skincare school because otherwise they've got to get through hundreds of episodes of Hannah and I just talking absolutely. (laughs) And I would recommend the skincare school podcast is going to get them there sooner. Yeah. (laughs) And then they can come to us. So Michelle, you mentioned that there's some more advanced topics in this season. What are some of those topics that you cover in season two specifically? We cover so much because it is 12 episodes, but let Mm -hmm. me see if I can remember. So we talk about how to use different retinoids. So vitamin A, that is always Mm. really tricky to start on. We talk about reading ingredient lists, how to balance multiple skin concerns. We also have an episode where we talk about Korean and Japanese beauty products. Mm -hmm. And there's a whole episode where we just go through lots and lots of common skincare myths that you start running into once you start getting into the world of skincare. Yep. And I love the listener question edition at the end of each episode because it probably is things that you've wondered before and having Michelle answer those for you, it's really helpful. What do you think the biggest skincare myth that comes up for you, Michelle? I think the most common one and most relevant to Australians is probably that sunscreen is bad for you. Mm. I think there's just so much out there about sunscreen because there are all these ingredients that are difficult to pronounce, especially in Australia. So avobenzone has like a really long name here versus avobenzone, which is already quite bad, but a lot less scary than the name we have in Australia. And yeah, we have so much skin cancer here and we've been told again and again, we need to wear sunscreen. You need to take some protective measures. But then when you go on the internet, suddenly you're hit with all this different information Mm -hmm. and you start really wondering what's going on and it's super confusing. Has TikTok made things worse? Yes and no. I think it's kind of gotten to the point where it's so ridiculous on TikTok that a lot of people are realizing it's ridiculous and they know not to just take things at face value anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's nice. But at the Mm -hmm. same time, a TikTok goes viral it will be everywhere and it's just really convincing because Mm. you see this on the screen. (laughs) You see someone telling you that they've grown three ears because of sunscreen Mm -hmm. and you can't really help but be swept (laughs) up in it. Totally. Yeah, TikTok is just, it's a minefield. You really don't know who's qualified to be giving information and who's not. I'm always specifically skeptical of like American dermatologists because I'm like, some of the things I hear out of their mouths, I'm not quite sure are accurate. Yeah, I think in America, they don't have as much guidance around what they can and can't do in social media. And there's a lot of pressure for American doctors to be promoting their businesses, which is very different in Australia. We have a lot of regulation around that. And yeah, it becomes a big wild west of Lord knows what. That's so interesting. So there is like a lot more regulation with dermatologists here about what they can and can't say. Yeah. And medical practitioners in general. So in terms of how they advertise their services. So things like, I think most people know doctors can't say that they have Botox. They have to say anti-wrinkle injections. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, there's things like that. Whereas in America, the regulations around like drug advertising, like they have drug ads on TV all the time. You would have seen Khloe Kardashian recently. She did a paid post for a migraine medication on her Instagram. Did you see that, Hannah? No, I didn't. Oh my God, I have to go back and look at that. Yeah, go and have a look at that because that stirred up quite a bit of controversy on TikTok as well. Because in Australia, you can't do a testimonial. So you couldn't say, I wonder if that's the same over there because you can't do a testimonial for a doctor here as an ad. Yeah, you can't even do an endorsement. So doctors can't even say they recommend a particular medication unless, of course, they're like one-on-one with you and you're having a proper medical consultation. It's probably better that it's like that. (laughs) So back to skincare school, what is your favourite episode of season two? Oh, that's a really hard question because obviously I love all my episodes. They're all my children. But if I had to pick a favorite episode, I think, well, I really like the K-Beauty one because when I started in skincare, I was using a lot of Korean beauty products. I still use a lot of Korean beauty products. And I think it's so much fun. The products are just so exciting in a way that I guess, I guess Western skincare, a lot of the time it's very clinical and boring. Although there are lots of different brands, but if you're going for like the really powerful stuff, usually it is quite clinical and, you know, you kind of want that. But then you go to Korean skincare and it's like, you get all these different ingredients, you get all these different packaging. It's really fun. So I think that's really cool. And of course, I have to love the myth busting episode where we just do like, I just run through a gauntlet of myths because I think it's also really handy just having all of that in one place and just being able to really get yourself questioning some of these things you see. Totally. Well, if you want to go and listen to season two of Skincare School, you can find it wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you haven't listened to season one, I would recommend going back to listen to that. I think that was recorded 2021. Gosh, that feels like a lifetime ago. Thanks for joining us today, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me. Someone had asked me the other day about a couple of weeks ago about stepping up their retinol. So they'd obviously been on like Mm -hmm. a lower strength retinol and they were looking for something a little bit stronger. I think at that time it was on Instagram. I had recommended a 1%. I think it was an ASAP 1% retinol, but I hadn't actually used it. I just knew ASAP. Mm -hmm. I I liked their products and I knew it was a 1%. And I actually think their budget was around that price point. But I've actually been using this retinol probably for a month or two now. And I really, really like it. And I'm going to tell you why. So it's the Aesthetics RX A Serum 1%. So it's a 1% retinol. Mm -hmm. So if you're on a lower strength retinol, which you probably want to start on something lower than that, this is like a nice step up. So I think some retinols, they'll cut like the Viviology's a 0.3, I think. And then SkinCeuticals have a 0.3 And so then you can sort of move up to 0.5 and then to 1%. So the reason I really like this is because it is a potent formula. But what I found is I'm not actually getting like that sensitivity to the retinol. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So my skin is tolerating it really well. It's actually in a cream formula. I found that there are retinols that are more cream. Do you know why that is? In a cream formula, they tend to be less irritating uh, because they don't penetrate the skin as quickly. The Murad one's the same. Yeah. The Murad's like a cream formula. Yeah. So sometimes gradual release formulas will be in a cream suspension because it takes them longer to penetrate the skin as opposed to a really thin like viscous serum, for example. Yes. So maybe that's why my skin's tolerating yeah, it really well. Yeah, possibly. 
And someone else in the reviews on Adore Beauty had said that they had experienced zero sensitivity as well. So I feel like this has been really good because it's definitely working because it's that sort of higher strength retinol, but I'm able to use it more often. Like I just sometimes find retinols and maybe that is because it's a cream, but my skin gets really sensitive and then I have to like hold off for a bit. But this one seems to be tolerating really well. Just don't forget the SPF in the morning. Yes. Good tip, Hannah. So what's yours? My product today, now you know I've spoken about the original of this so many times, but there is a new version. So the It Cosmetics Confidence in a Cream, classic, absolutely love it. They said last year, they were like, we're renovating the confidence in a cream. And I was like, does that mean reformulation? Like, are we creating a brand new product out of confidence in a cream? So the original still exists, but they've released a supercharged version. So there's a few added ingredients. It's meant to be more hydrating. So this new one contains 4% niacinamide, 3% squalane, and it also contains a peptide lipid complex that just helps to kind of support the improvement of you know, several key signs of aging, ceramides to ensure your barrier stays healthy and hyaluronic acid, which I don't think I need to explain further because we know what that does. But this particular formula, very similar to the old one, like I can't identify any differences because the texture feels exactly the same. Mm-hmm. There's maybe, I may be detecting a little bit more of like a, a fragrance in it, but I can't really determine what it is. Mm-hmm. I can tell it's slightly different, but it's not completely different. So if you love confidence in a cream and you want to try something that has a few more actives in it and not just the peptides and ceramides and some other kind of hydrating ingredients from the original and you want to take a step up, try the supercharged. It's quite similar, so you're not going to hate the texture or anything like that. It feels the same on the skin. I use confidence in a cream to prep my skin before makeup. I often forget about it when I'm talking about my favorite moisturizers. Like I always say like, oh, Phytostat 9 or La Roche-Posay or whatever it might be. And I always forget to talk about this one because I use it more as a primer. Mm -hmm. But it is a really good moisturizer. If you're looking for a rich night cream, Mm. it's so good. Like don't sleep on it. If you are looking for a nice night cream, it is a really good option. I just always forget to talk about it as that product because I use it for skin prep. But yeah, worth giving it a crack if you love confidence in a cream. I love the confidence in a cream as a moisturizer. I loved it as a moisturizer. I feel like everyone does. I'm yet to encounter anyone that has said, no, I hated it. For me, like I didn't really use it as skin prep much. I really did use it for a moisturizer. It's very versatile. It just feels really hydrating. So if you have quite dry skin and it's also no fuss, like it's quite a basic moisturizer in terms of like very minimal, if any, scent, just super easy to blend across the skin. It layers well with other products, layers well with sunscreen. So yeah, I do highly recommend that as a moisturizer. And that is my product that we needed, the Confidence in a Cream Supercharged. So Joe, you sent me a text this morning. I was half asleep. I did. I sent you a text this morning and it was a screenshot from our Facebook group. Vanessa writes in our Facebook group, oh my God, I'm on the train and went to keep listening to the latest episode, which was last week. And I'm at the part where Hannah is talking about the lube, her product she didn't know she needed. My AirPods disconnected and the whole train heard some of the review about the lube and how it's the best lubricant she's ever used. (laughs) So I'm sure there would have been other people on the carriage who listened to this podcast and they would have been like, hey, that's Hannah's voice. (laughs) 
And you know what? Maybe they needed a lube recommendation. Still stand by it. She wrote that on the things that aren't embarrassing. Oh. Absolutely <laughs> are thread. So I think she might have been a little bit embarrassed by that, but that's okay. It is. It is the best lubricant. So stand by it. <laughs> she stands by it. <laughs> Actually, on that note, I miss reading really funny reviews. So if you haven't reviewed yeah. the podcast, go to Apple Podcast and that God, we've got some really hilarious listeners and we used to just get the funniest reviews. Yeah, that's actually a really good reminder. And if you hate this podcast, just don't. Just don't leave a review. Don't review. Stop listening is what I would advise. <laughs> but also, why have you listened to the whole episode? Sometimes I think people hate listen to podcasts, like hate, like when you hate watch a TV show. Well, you hate follow someone on Instagram. Yeah, and they yeah. like hate listen. Guys, it's 2023. It's a new, that's out. Yeah. Like just, I was just about to say, it's a 2023 out. Hate watching and hate listening. Out. Yeah, so <laughs> just don't listen if you hate us. But if you like it, let us know. Please review. We haven't called out reviews in a while, so we'd love to hear from you. All right. All right. See you next week. See ya. Thanks, everyone, for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and tell your friends. It helps other people to discover us. And also, we really want to know what you thought about this podcast. So if you can leave us a review, that would be much appreciated. <laughs>